around. Watch out, Doc. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Do you have questions or need advice for all the aches and pains in your life? We're here to help. This is Doc Talk with Hans Olsen, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So happy to be back in the studio with the great physicians from University of Utah Health. It is Doc Talk, and we've got one of our best here, Dr. Chris Gee, hanging out with us. Dr. Gee, how are you? I'm doing well. How have you been? Well, I'm excited to be back in the chair with you. Yeah, it's great. Are we ready to talk medical conditions? Let's do it. Well, as everybody knows, or at least hopefully you know by now, we were just sitting here discussing this. This is five and a half years on air now with the physicians from University of Utah Health. And really, this is an opportunity for you to get medical advice without going in and seeing a doctor. And you come first and foremost here on Doc Talk, 855-340-ZONE. That's 855-340-9663. If you want to grab your phone and dial up and, and, and jump on the phone lines, we're going to get to as many callers as we can today because last time we were on, we left like eight or nine callers on the line. So we, we apologize and we will get to as many calls as we possibly can today. And the way you make that call is 855-340-9663. And Dr. Chris Gee is one of the best. and He excels in emergent needs. I know you work a lot in the emergency rooms of, of different you know, orthopedic needs. And so any, really any injury that you may have sustained, Dr. Gee is going to be able to walk you through some thoughts, some ideas on what it might be, or if it did, if you had it diagnosed on things that you can do to try to get things corrected, you know, maybe you've been up on the the slopes. I'm sure right now is a, a high, it's like a peak injury time. How many people do you have come in off the slopes that are like i just jacked up something yeah it's crazy when you see when you have a big storm system come through like we've had this week the next couple days you start seeing a lot of people that have had injuries um up on the slopes and so it's uh it's always uh, good to see and, and get them treated, but I always feel bad that, uh, you know, hurt ruining their season sometimes. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. yeah. People, it's their passion. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know, and one simple slip takes you off the slope for an entire season. Yeah. Or, or more. So 855, and a lot of people dial in 800, but it's 855-340-ZONE or 855 340 9663 to jump on the phone lines with us if you've got some type of medical condition. And then you've got obviously the weekend heroes that are out playing pickup basketball that jack up a knee or uh, have some swelling or something. So we were sitting here and I was just talking with Reagan, and Reagan does a great job in scheduling and being here with us all the time. And he never jumps on the mic, he just sits there selfless, <laughs> even though he's got a wealth of knowledge that he could share with the world. But uh, he and I were going back and forth about the injury clinic. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but I just used the walk in clinic last weekend. Oh, really? So, yeah, this is really cool. So, my 17 year old daughter yeah. plays volleyball, and she was having some swelling in her knee and a little bit of stiffness and it was you know it was the kind of point that it was like irritated and she wondered if it was damaged or if it's just overuse and we got her in on friday in the injury clinic and it was literally 20 minutes 
from from walking in to getting in with the physician to the advice to the manipulation of the knee to helping her understand why it's hurting and what she needs to do to work the kneecap to the right track and yeah. you know they're going to start her on some um, some different physical training to get that knee tracking right and yeah. slow down some of the usage it's just awesome I, people yeah. don't understand how great this clinic is yeah, it's a great opportunity to get in and see a doc, you know, a, a sports medicine specialist about whatever kind of issue you have. And and we get an, a nice opportunity to see people quickly after injuries or even if something's been nagging you for a while, uh, get to see them and hopefully start some, some treatment to get those things better and get you feeling uh, back to your game. It's so cool. So um, if you want to check out the clinic, the, the way you can do it is you're going to go to sportsmed.uofuhealth.org. And you'll you'll see different clinics and the times. You've got Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then Friday, they open the doors for an extended period there in the middle of the day, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. And it's right off the corner of Wakara Way and Foothill Drive. And it just makes it really simple to take somebody in or to get in yourself. And, and we just had her drive herself in and oh, yeah. gave her the insurance card. She drove herself in, and it made it really nice. And the thing that makes this clinic so great, too, is to know that these are the physicians working with the University of Utah football team or the University of Utah gymnastics or volleyball team. Um, you know, in Dr. Gee's case, he is one of the one of the lead physicians for uh, Stars basketball. Correct. And working with the Salt Lake City Stars and and does a great job with them. So these are the physicians that are working with your high-end athletes here in the state, and they can help you figure out the different conditions with the ligaments and the tendons and the muscles and all the things that you know, us normal humans don't have any idea about. <laughs> you know, you go yeah. in and you're wondering why and what's going on here. So... I love this clinic, and I know that this was your concept. This was your idea. Well, I, I, I wish I could take credit for it. Oh. It was actually a, another doctor that brought it from another place, uh, Dr. English. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity to see a, a, a really a, see a specialist and to get these conditions figured out, get some treatment started. Um, it's a good opportunity. 855-340-9663. So what's happened to you? A car accident, maybe something isn't working right. You know, we just had Gordy Chiesa here in studio, and Gordy is a walking miracle. That guy is as strong a man as they come, and obviously longtime NBA assistant coach, and he does a great job with Utah Jazz pre-half and post. And, you know, he's gone through some things to get himself into good health. And I was talking about my mom and her hip replacement. Dr. Peters put a new hip in yeah. there for my mom. And I, I think that's one area that I wanted to kind of touch on today is joint replacement. Sure. Because I know a lot of people out there deal with pain for an extended period of time. Yeah. I want to know, Dr. Gee, when does it make sense to have a joint replacement? Yeah, so it, that's always the tough question with those because, like you've seen, they can be awesome. They can definitely change your life, make it so much easier to get around and really reduce your pain, but it's not something you want to go to too soon. And so it's always kind of that balance between pushing it off long enough but also not suffering for years and years until you're ready to have it replaced. Um, so in general, we kind of look at, you know, your age, um, if you're 
it, well, let me say this. You know, most joint replacements are going to last 15 to 20 years, and then the body, they kind of start getting loose in the, the joint, and you need to have them revised. And because that's such a difficult surgery on the patient, uh, you only want to have it done once. And so that's why we try to push people off as long as they can. But I, I had a friend recently who had her rip, hip replaced um, you know, and she's she's uh, uh, very young, and so it happens in young people as well. Uh, but we've got some great uh, physicians that uh, do our hip replacements and, and knee replacements there, and that's all they do, and they're specialists at it, and they are great. And so, yeah, when we have a patient that we've tried everything we can to keep them going and it's just not going the right direction, we get them in there and get that, that joint replaced. What joints are we replacing now? So the big ones are, well, hips and knees have been done for a while. There are um, some shoulder replacement things you can do. And then there are even other joints that you can replace, and um, just depending on the scenario of what's going on. You know, anything from ankle, toes, fingers have been done as well. Okay, so joint replacement. I know it's been an option for a long time, but a good option. I don't know how long it's been a good option. But I want to know how advanced are we now? Like the 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 joints that we were putting into hips and knees four years ago, as compared to now, how advanced are we? You know, they're always coming out with new alloys, uh, new techniques, um, and that's where I think it's really important that you get a physician that has done this a lot. That that's their that's their specialty. They understand what the risks are of the long term, and getting these things in there right, um, that really is an important thing to make sure you're you're doing. What's the youngest you've seen on a replacement? Um, it, it, probably in their 30s. You know, okay. and somebody who's had a, a congenitally malformed hip that's kind of done everything they can and had to get it fixed there. What's more the typical age? Typical would probably be more mid 60s or so. You know, you figure that at that point you're still pretty active, but if you give yourself 20 more years and you're 85, you're probably not going to be doing a whole lot at that point, and so you won't need to have it revised then. Um, so that's a good rough time to to think about it. But like I said, we have people all over the board. We have people definitely younger and, and older as well getting them done. I love this because we've been together and doing this for so many years that I have a, a really good sense of how you guys work with your clients or, or with the patients that come in. And I can promise the listeners out there that they take you through a lot of different things to make sure that that is what is needed, you know, exactly. and, and you've yeah. talked about this, Dr. Gee, you will send people back, you'll send them home with uh, different training regimens and, yeah. and ways that they can strengthen the joint and deal with the deal with some of the issues before you make that replacement. But once you make the replacement, your clinic. Yeah, there's I, no going I, back, I, right? <laughs> I know I praise you guys nonstop because my mom had her knee replaced at the <laughs> University of Utah Health from Dr. Peters, and I just praise you guys because her life has completely changed. So It's amazing, isn't it, what it, what it can do for them? It, and, and we talk about it nonstop. It was three, awesome. really was three weeks, and That's great. she's just back moving, and yeah. it's just amazing how much it changed her life. Yeah, and I think if you select the right patient and you're, you're good about, I'm sure she did everything you know, she could oh, yeah. before having yeah. the the replacement, but yeah, when you're that in that scenario, it can be life changing. She did. She worked through it for the, the. I think she worked through it for like eight years. Oh yeah, the pain yeah. Yeah, before sure. it was just done. So, yeah. great stuff. All right, uh, let's jump out to the phone lines eight five five three four zero 
888-900-9663 to jump on with Dr. Gee. We've got open lines. That's 855-340-9663. Mark, you are up first with Dr. Chris Gee. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was in a car accident. I got rear-ended about 10 years, a little over 10 years ago. And I was diagnosed with two bulging discs in my neck, but they didn't do any surgery or anything because there was no numbness or anything going down the extremities. I did have quite a bit of physical therapy with uh, shock treatment and traction and that. Um, ever since then, I've, I've had carpal tunnel issues and now it's getting a lot worse. It's where it's waking me up in the, in the middle of the night. My third, fourth finger and thumb are, are going numb on both hands. I was just wondering if that could be related from this, these two bulging discs or if it's just a carpal tunnel problem, if physical therapy sure. is not needed again or what. what um, do you do a lot of things with your hands as far as are you typing or writing a lot or um, have some risk factors uh, for carpal tunnel? No, I, I used to, to teach. So I, I conducted, and oh, okay. but now I'm I'm a, now I'm a cashier, in in a grocery store. Okay. So I do use my fingers a little bit. Well, that can definitely. But I used you... to be able to. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I used to be able to rub my uh, wife's shoulders, and you know when she had headaches and that for like half hour, forty five minutes straight. Now I do it for about five minutes, and I have to stop because my fingers start going numb. Oh no! Yeah. And how's your neck feeling now? Um, it, 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 my neck is popping. I mean, I, okay. I don't need to really try to have it pop. I just, like, I turn it one direction and it'll, it'll just Feel it pop. pop. <laughs> uh, can you explain carpal tunnel syndrome For to sure. Me? For sure, yeah. So the nerves that go down to your fingertips go through a little tunnel in the wrist, and there's basically a, a ligament that sits over the bone that, that uh, allows the tendons and the nerve to go into the wrist. And it's there so that when you bend your wrist over, the, the tendons don't bowstring out. The problem is, is that if you're using your hands a lot, uh, you tend to increase the size of those tendons. They tend to get a little swollen, and there's not a lot of room there, and it'll start to compress the nerve. And so the nerve, you'll start to get numbness and pain in the hands. Particularly, it can be bad at night because as people sleep, they tend to bend their wrists over, and that's so they'll wake up and it's numb, and they have to shake them off. Um, it's always a little hard to know where that nerve is, is kind of impaired at. It, it, it could always be up in the neck, although I would. it sounds like some carpal tunnel stuff that you've got. One of the things that I'll often do is, is start people doing some bracing at night um, or even doing some light exercises, um, kind of moving the wrist back and forth, some light uh, sponge balls kind of squeezing, and see if that can kind of calm symptoms down. Injections can also help in the wrist, and that can help to kind of narrow down if it's the neck or the wrist. Um, and ultimately, sometimes surgery needs to be done on these to calm, to calm them down all the way. Well, I do have some braces. Yeah. So um, but it's still 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 bothering I, you. I wake up in the night with the with the problem of it's, you know the third. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I try to shake it and you know, <laughs> change positions, and it just—it's very annoying. So, oh, for sure. <laughs> so you've you've really you've really tried the braces, Mark? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and in that scenario, if you've tried braces and things are just not getting better, and it sounds like 
you're getting quite a bit of symptoms if you do anything with it. Um, I would start probably looking at an injection in the wrist to see if that would help that out. And sometimes that can be enough to calm it down for a long period of time. It also helps to figure out if it, it really is carpal tunnel or something else. Um, Have you tried an inje- injection, Mark? Uh, not in the wrist. I did when I was going through physical therapy, and then I think I had like a couple of injections in my neck for yeah. the, the bulging disc. But yeah, it's a it's a that was a while ago. Yeah, uh, it, it it didn't bother me for the longest time. Now all of a sudden, it's just you know flared up again. Sure. Yeah, and it it does sound a lot like carpal tunnel. That's kind of what carpal tunnel will typically do. Um, So like I said, if things aren't working, kind of the conservative treatment, we start to bump that up and we start looking at injections or um, potentially even surgery, depending on kind of where your symptoms are at. Mark, any other questions we can help you with? No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You bet. Is is that a steroid or is that a... Yeah, it's a steroid that you just basically put in there to try to decrease inflammation around the nerve and see if that'll help calm symptoms down. Well, good luck to you, Mark. Hopefully hopefully you can figure something out. That sounds miserable. Uh, 855-340-9663. That opens up a phone line if you got a medical question for Dr. Gee. Anything that's bothering you, 855-340-9663. Nine six six three. Okay, so he says that he's got damage in the disc in his neck. Yeah. So let's say those degenerate. Let's say that it gets as bad as it, it like past the bulging and it and it really gets bad. Are are there good options for disc replacement? That's it, it. Really depends. You know, there are some places that are doing some disc replacement, um, and it depends a lot on where it is and how much degeneration there is around it. Um, sometimes, when the disc wears out, there's enough wear and tear around those bones that, it, really, even if you put a brand new perfect disc in there, that it would still be so worn that it wouldn't work well. And so sometimes they have to just kind of clean out debris and and do fusions, but. Sometimes in younger patients that, uh, you know, just have a a bad bulge to prevent some kind of further wear, they can do some uh, disc replacements. There's obviously a lot of research going on in that and trying to find better techniques and things like that. Do they they do fusions, full fusions in the neck? Yeah, yeah, they'll do some fusions there and... um, it's uh you know it's it's definitely not anything you want to have done right away. It's kind of one of those last uh, resorts. Um, but when it when you're really having a lot of pain, granted it takes away some motion, but it can really help resolve that pain and and uh, help you actually be more functional. Mark, I hope you get help. I hope that thing calms down, and I would check into possibly the injections, like Doctor Gee suggested. Yeah. Maybe that'll help with the carpal tunnel. That sounded like that was the most miserable part of what he's going. For through. sure, for sure, yeah. And I, it's always you kind of have to do an exam and and work things up to see if it's the neck or the the wrist. But yeah, especially if you're using your hands a lot, and anytime you try to use them, they go numb or dead. That's that's miserable. All right, let's jump back out to the phone lines. Again, 855-340-9663 to jump on Doc Talk. Dallin, you're up next with Dr. Chris Gee. Go ahead, Dallin. Hey, yeah, so I uh, had some pain in my knee after a soccer match, and I was told that I had a ruptured Baker's cyst, which I'd never heard of before. Okay. I have never and, heard uh, of that either. 
Oh, really? No, that was Hans okay. saying that, oh. not Dr. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that so that was painful for a couple weeks and swollen and it's gone away, but now I can like literally feel, I can move around like a, a ball inside my knee. And uh, I'm curious if this is the Baker's cyst come back and if there's something I need to do with it. It doesn't okay. hurt right now. A little bit of discomfort, like going up and down stairs and stuff. But I just don't know much about Baker's cysts or what I should be doing with it. So I do know some things about that. So, <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't. Doctor uh, Gee definitely does. <laughs> um, you, uh, where's that uh, bump that you're feeling now? Is it front it's, of the knee, like back the of the in, knee? Inside and like on the front, and like okay. I can literally like push it around. Okay. Like with my finger. So. What a Baker cyst is, if you imagine your knee kind of has a capsule around it that encloses all the ligaments and, and cartilage in there, sometimes things inside there start to get inflamed and they, they produce some fluid. And that fluid can't go out the front because a kneecap's sitting there. So sometimes it'll track out the back and it'll actually kind of collect behind your knee and you'll get some fullness behind your knee. Um, and it kind of gets trapped by a couple of tendons there. Now, the cyst itself isn't a problem. It's just some fluid that's there. But what will happen in people sometimes is that you move or run or do something, and it'll pop that cyst, and that fluid will track down. Usually that actually resolves it. You don't have to worry about it. Um, but I always wonder, you know, why did the fluid collect in the first place? So sometimes it is that you've had maybe a little arthritis, maybe some wear on the cartilage or even some ligament injuries in the past. And that could be where some of that fluid is collecting. You know, if it's not on the back of your knee, I doubt it's another Baker cyst. Um, And if that thing feels firm, sometimes it can be a little piece of debris that's moving around in the knee. Um, It'd be a good idea just to kind of get it looked at and see is that fluid that's there or is that something else that uh, could cause a problem uh, down the road. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Thank you, Dallin. So it's called a baker's fist? A baker's cyst. Oh, cyst. Cyst, yeah. Like a baker's yeah. fist. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. So where does that come from? Just the baker's cyst. You know, I don't know where the name exactly comes from, if that's uh, Dr. Baker or something. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, it, it basically you'll see it in patients that have had a lot of swelling. So if somebody who has longstanding arthritis, they'll get some fluid that will collect in the back of the knee. Um, and they can be pretty painful because if you imagine you have a big balloon sitting behind your knee, it's hard to bend. It's tight. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes we'll try to drain those. Um do it under ultrasound guidance, take all the fluid out of it. Is that a minimal, is that a kind of a minimally evas- invasive Yeah, Yeah, we do that procedure. in the office. Okay, um, oh, wow. Yeah, just drain that out. Um, and sometimes put some steroid in it to try to get it to collapse down. And sometimes that's enough. It, it won't come back at all. But I've had some patients that they continue to recur. Uh, sometimes they need to have surgery to get them removed. Um, but you always want to ask that question of, okay, well, where's the fluid coming from? Why does it keep collecting there? And, and if you're addressing that issue, sometimes you can get them to resolve that way. That opens up the phone line, 855-340-9663. If you'd like to jump on with Dr. Gee, that's 855-340-9663. And you can jump on with Dr. Gee with any of your medical questions. Again, you're listening to Doc Talk, brought to you by University of Utah Health. And a couple of points that we made with the injury clinic, I, I can't stress this enough to everybody out there. 
It is so convenient and it is so great. This is such an amazing offer to the community where you have an opportunity to be seen by the orthopedic surgeons and the physicians that work with the jazz and with the Utes and with so many different uh, professional athletic organizations here, including the stars, Dr. Gee and the stars. And you can bring yourself, your kids in to be seen by these amazing physicians without an appointment. It's a walk-in, first-come, first-serve. And like I said, my daughter went last week. She went last Friday, went in at about 1 o'clock. It took 20 minutes to get a, a diagnosis on the knee, and it's that easy. Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., and then Friday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's off the corner of Wakara Way and Foothill Drive up on the University of Utah's campus. It's very easy to find. It's very easy to do. And if, if you've... If, if you're having an issue or if you need more information on it, you can start at sportsmed.uofuhealth.org. And if you don't remember the sportsmed.uofuhealth.org, that's the orthopedics department. You can just go to uofuhealth.org and you can find all the information you need. And, and I'm very passionate about this. And I'm passionate about the, the, the great physicians at University of Utah Health because they have basically nursed my family, from my mom to my daughter and everybody in between. They've nursed them back to good health. And so I've put a lot of faith into them, and they really are the best physicians in the state. 855-340-9663. We come back to your phone calls next. They call me Presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. It is Doc Talk, brought to you by University of Utah Health. You can jump on the phone line at 855-340-9663. We had three callers during the break, and they've all fallen back. And the lines are open, 855-340-9663, to jump on the phone line with Dr. Gee. We'd love to hear what what you're dealing with and see if we can help you get back on the path to good health and recovery. 855-340-9663. Nine six six three. We were talking about people heading up to the slopes. What's more dangerous, snowboarding or skiing? You know, I think it it just. I, I hate to say it depends, but it really does depend on the type of of skier or snowboarder you are. There's definitely different injury patterns that you're going to see. Um, so skiing's going to be a little harder on your knees as far as getting that rotation in the knees and more ACLs. But you'll see a lot of uh, snowboarders that get bad wrist injuries just because of you know the the way they fall. Um, and so it, you can get injuries doing either one. It just depends on how how. Uh, out of control you are, I guess. Uh, is there like a level of suggestion to people where it's, you know, you're looking at people like, you're going to want to work out before you get up on the slopes? Or do you just say, hey, hit hit the lift and go have fun? No, I think it's always a good idea to to do some kind of a, a preparatory plan. And actually at the University Orthopedic Center, they do a ski preparation class. And I see those uh, people come in and they'll work out and do some running and do some different drills to just get those muscles ready that they maybe haven't been using. Um, because let's face it, it's first time going up there skiing after a year being off, you're, you're maybe not as in control as you, you would be towards the end of the season. 
just kind of a, a suggestion to people because I, I through football you never get on the slopes. You know, you, in, right? In your professional yeah. contracts, a lot of times they'll include it. You just mm-hmm. don't ski. So through playing football for twenty plus years that I did it, never skied. Yeah. Got done with football, and I saw it as kind of an interesting thing and thought, well, I'm going to go jump up on the slopes. I'm a <laughs> professional athlete. I'm a year out, and I go jump on the slopes. There was a unique pressure put on my knees that I've never had in my life. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It really puts an impact and pressure on your knees, and, and yeah. people need to understand that because buddies think it's funny. You know, they'll take you up on a slope. And you come off of that first lift, and your skis go out from under you, and you do the splits, and you <laughs> fall sideways, and they're laughing. It's not funny when you're coming down the hill and a knee goes. And, oh, yeah, exactly. Or you feel something strain and pull, which I, it's got to be common. Yeah. Because it, I was in great physical condition, and I'm trying totally. to come down the hills, and it felt like my it felt like my hamstrings were going to jump off my oh, leg. Oh, totally, yeah. You know, it was funny. I, I used to work up in a ski clinic, and we would see people that would come in from Houston or or Miami or something like that, and they were really in shape. You know, they'd been running and working out, and they'd get up there and just blow a knee out or have some big injury, and it's it's a different sport you know that requires different muscle groups and and it's hard to be ready for unless you actually commit and and do some things to kind of prep yourself i'm also a well-known pizza cutter so (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so i I get my knees bent in and i get the the skis pointed towards each other hey brian brian have you ever skied oh i was an expert back when i was like 12 (laughs) so you were a 12 year old skier when's the last time i bit my big friend has been up on the slopes uh, it's been almost 20 years. Oh, has it really? Yeah, I haven't skied since high school Be- for everything that you talked about. Yeah. Like, when you hit that size where it's just so much pressure on your knees, it gets real tough. Oh, my gosh. Could, sure. you, could you imagine me and Brian on the slopes together? <laughs> yeah, all right. It would be a sight to see. People. I'd prefer bobsled if we were going to do something together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You guys would win that. Oh, people yeah. think it's like a Viking revol- revolution or something. <laughs> Look at these two guys, red-bearded weirdos. 300-pounders coming down the slopes. I don't know. I'm I'm close to three. You're not at three. I'm over. What? That's my guy. It's nice to have a fellow person in the 300-pound club. <laughs> 855-340-9663 to jump on the phone lines here on Doc Talk. Have a question for Dr. Gee. If something's happened to you on the slopes or maybe you're a weekend warrior and you had some type of issue in the gym, Let us see if we can give you some good ideas to get back to what you love. That's 855-340-9663. We were talking about joint replacement, Dr. Gee, and one of my thoughts in in joint replacement, what is your suggestion for physical activity, staying in shape for somebody that goes through a hip or a knee replacement? Yeah, that's an important thing to continue to do. You know, I mean, you don't just replace the joint and then not be active. Um, There's... You know, definitely things like running are hard on those joints afterwards, and so there's certain adjustments that you have. But we really suggest um, that people remain active. That's going to help their bones. It's going to help their other joints um, and keep those muscles around those replacements healthy so that they don't allow things to dislocate or have other problems. So is are there one or two different activities that you suggest more than any others? Um, I think most people would suggest some kind of a non-impact on a, on a replaced joint just because it tends to be hard on it. 
Um, so things like swimming or biking or, um, you know, elliptical walking, those kind of things. Um, but we definitely have a lot of patients that go up and they ski and they're super active afterwards and they, you know, they just go on right on with their lives. And so, um, <laughs> they, they it's impressive. Completely, they just completely for, forget any suggestion made to them. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it seems like, you know, uh, but, People but I are think funny, that's, aren't they? you know, I think it's that population that. They wore their joint out because they were active all their life, and they want to get back to that. And now they've got a good feeling knee, and hey, I'm going to go play. Well, that that would be the thing. You yeah. know, you think about all the pain that you've dealt for oh two gosh. years, and then they put something in, and you're three weeks into recovery, and you're like, oh, I'm feeling good. Yeah, right. Well, I'm going to go ski. Yeah, exactly. But you... You strongly suggest to not ski with a joint right, replacement, yeah, right? Yeah, just because of the fact that, I mean, you do have some increased risk there of, you know, I mean, not only just being on on snow and ice, but all the other people up there, it's hard to control, so. Well, let's jump back out to the phone lines and, and see if uh, some of these callers have some issues. 855-340-9663. John, what can Dr. Gee help you with? Hi, yeah. Um, I have a problem with my toe. I have a hammer toe, and uh, periodically it swells. It gets very, very painful. And, um, you know, I've had some cortisone shots. I called a tow truck. Tow truck didn't help. And I'm wondering if you have any suggestions. <laughs> a tow truck? <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, that's a joke. Yeah, that's no, joke. That, I got it. I'm with you, John. I chuckle. Like it's, it. it's a dad joke, but look, man, I'm I'm on board. Yeah. What is a hammer toe, Dr. Gee? So a hammer toe is basically where the end of your toe almost kind of looks like a hammer. It, it Instead of curling down, it just kind of points straight down. Oh. And the problem with it is that it will, um, the back of it often rubs on your shoe and gets super red and painful. Um, and so people will try injections. They'll try bracing to try to hold that into place. Um, and unfortunately, when those things aren't working, they kind of have to basically realign the toe and surgically to kind of get it down and into alignment. And it sounds like uh, you've done a lot of those things, uh, injections and... and uh-huh. But, but I'm wondering, because it, it, it seems to be pussy and swollen... And I, is there any way you could um, stick a needle in there and, and extract all of that fluid that's, that seems to be in there or just shave it off? So that's a great question. Um, it depends on where the fluid is at. So if the fluid is collecting in the joint itself, oftentimes uh-huh. there is a bubble. It's kind of like a balloon, and you can put a needle yeah. in there and drain it. Sometimes it's more just in the skin, and so it's diffuse around in there. So you can't really put a needle into it because it's just throughout the skin. Um, and so that makes it a little tougher in order to get those out. But if it's that red and swollen and irritated, it's definitely getting rubbed quite a bit. And, you know, it needs to have... Because I'm fairly active. I, yeah. I work out regularly. I, I play tennis, and it gets really irritated. Oh, for sure, yeah. And the cortisone shot is, has helped a few times, but it doesn't even seem to be helping anymore. Can, yeah. can you surgically remove it? Yeah, so they can actually kind of straighten it out. So if you imagine that that... Thing, that toe being pointed up and hitting into your shoe, they can either pin it or kind of realign the, the ligaments so that it kind of stays down. But they never remove the toe. Because uh, it sounds to me, I'd rather not have a toe than, <laughs> than d- deal with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, usually... When go ahead. Sorry. When it's painful, I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. Think, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, usually they don't remove the toe just to kind of keep uh, symmetry and things. But, uh, yeah, we've had patients that will get, honestly, they'll get infections in the toe from, you know, wearing through the skin. Maybe they have diabetes and don't have good sensation in their toes. And they'll wear through and they'll get an infection down in the bone and they'll they'll take off part of that toe. So definitely there are some, you know, surgical things they can do. Um, But it sounds like you've uh, tried a lot of the more conservative things already. Uh-huh. All right. Now maybe I'll try a different tow truck company and maybe they'll help. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, Thank I, you. I appreciate it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. John, if it doesn't succeed the first time, you know, just stick with it. Like the tow truck joke. Give it another if, try. Eventually right. somebody's <laughs> going to laugh at that tow truck joke. That's huh? right. Well, you guys laughed the second time around. <laughs> yeah, so. You got us, man. All right. Thanks for the call, hey, John. thank you. That, thank you very much. That's how it's done on Doc Talk 855-340-9663. That sounds like kind of a miserable thing. Is that a, is that a genetic issue? Um, most of the time it's related to shoe wear. So, for example, if somebody has a maybe a long second toe and they wear tighter shoes, it kind of causes it to bump, to bump up a little bit kind of against the edge of the shoe. Um, some of it can be other deformities as well. But, it, you know, it's one of those things that if you went without shoes, you probably wouldn't have a problem because it wouldn't rub on anything, but not a, an option here in Utah. Brian, you got any hammer toes? I actually had them on both feet. Are you wow. serious? Yeah. Good grief, yeah. I man. I had to go full pins in the toes, yeah. six to eight weeks on both feet. What? That's horrible. Yeah, don't buy Dr. Martens and go walk around in uh, <laughs> eastern Russia for two, two years. <laughs> That's what got you? Uh, the old Mish, huh? Yeah. That will do it. They'll be comfortable shoes, they say. You'll love the Doc Martin, they say. Oh, that's awesome. All right, you're listening to Doc Talk here on 97.5, 12 into the zone. Dr. Chris Gee, kind enough to spend some time in here with us. 855-340-9663. We'll try to slip one more phone call in on the other side, but... Make sure you check us out at sportsmed.uofuhealth.org with all of your medical concerns. We can get it all fixed. That's sportsmed.uofuhealth.org. Doc Talk coming up. You're listening to Doc Talk, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. A huge thank you to University of Utah Health. Big thanks to Reagan. and big thank you to Dr. Chris Gee and everybody that makes Doc Talk so much fun and so successful. A big thank you to all the listeners that called in. We appreciate you. Sorry to the ones that we couldn't get to. Again, is it two weeks, Reagan? Two weeks we'll be back on air with an opportunity to pick up those phone calls and give you that medical advice. Dr. Gee, thanks for taking time out of your busy day and and coming down and talking to our listeners. Yeah, it's always fun to answer some questions and to get uh, a chance to talk with you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We love this and love University of Utah Health and that great connection that we have. Again, if you've got an injury, if you've got an immediate need, Dr. Gee and I were just talking about this. A lot of times, you know, your kid and their, and their your kids and their sports, their coaches won't clear them to play on a weekend, or they won't clear them to to practice until they get a note from a doctor. And sometimes, physicians are three, four weeks out, you know, yeah. and, and it's hard to schedule and get into those physicians. This is an opportunity with these injury clinics. It's a walk in, first come, first serve, and it's Monday through Thursday, and it's every Friday that you have an opportunity. 
every every day except for Saturday and Sunday, you've got an opportunity to just walk in with your kid and get your child or get yourself seen by these amazing registered physicians and these board certified physicians and and we're grateful that they do that for us as well. So, Dr. Gee, hopefully we'll see you back in the Doc Talk chair soon. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you. And, again, two weeks from now, hold those questions. Call us back. We will get to those phone calls. This has been Doc Talk, brought to you by University of Utah Health.